Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. You sound fabulous. Can you hear Asher? <laughs> no. He's tromping around outside. And in Tr- his what's tromping? In his snow boots. Tromp, tromp, oh. tromp, tromp. And it's like and he's playing. And it's like tromp, tromp, tromp. Trump, 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 <laughs> slam some shit. <laughs> He's delightful. My kid is sleeping. Matt? It'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> ew. <laughs> Sage won't let me talk about Fourth Wing. <laughs> okay. So if you haven't read Fourth Wing, please read it. Text me about it. I love a Fourth Wing fan. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about what Fourth Wing is, Mackenzie? No, I don't want to ruin it. It's a fabulous book. Everyone should read it. And then we can all discuss what kind of dragon we would bond. (laughs) So it's a fantasy book. It's a, yeah, it's a fantasy novel. And according to Mackenzie, I was scolded earlier on the phone, but it is the number one book in America. Yeah. And so we all need to know that, first of all. <laughs> well, you were saying it like it was some niche book I just found like randomly at a bookstore. <laughs> so Mackenzie's been reading this book for like three months <laughs> and it's all she's been talking about. And I was on the wait list at my library for a really long time and I finally got it last week and I ended up getting COVID. And so I read it in like four days. And yeah, it that's is why, because you had COVID. Okay. <laughs> it is a phenomenal book. Here's the mistake I made, fans. Listen up. You're probably not going to want to make this mistake as well. <laughs> so there's a lot of talk about dragons in this book, and there's different kinds of dragons that you can get, and it says a lot about your personality <laughs> based on the color of the dragon that you get. And so because we can so into First of it, all, you <laughs> don't get them. You bond them. Okay, but let's not, yeah. Okay, but let's not like, don't get them. They're not your pet. (laughs) They're not your pet. Okay, well, we all respect the bond. So, anyways, (laughs) I was like, Mackenzie was giving me a lot of shit about like what colored dragon I would bond. And so I made the mistake of Googling colors of dragons you can bond in Fourth Wing. And it took me to this like this super weird corner of the internet (laughs) with like a lot of really weird fan art. And it just made me feel really weird. And I hope no one else makes that mistake. There was just a lot of, like, it's just, like, one guy has a YouTube channel (laughs) that is dedicated, a whole channel that is dedicated to the difference between Game of Thrones dragons and Fourth Wing dragons and which dragons are, like, better. Like, I'm going to look that up. That's amazing. This is what this person does in their free time. So it just, you know. And I, I can't click I'm out fast enough. I was like, what the fuck? You are so judgy. <laughs> and I just want to be honest with you. Your child is teed up to be like a Dungeons and Dragon player. So maybe just like put the hate on a shelf for a little bit. <laughs> we'll see what I can do. But I, I love real. that you think I'm judgy. That's what's like really ironic about this all. <laughs> you are You are being judgy. <laughs> Just because I love dragons doesn't make me any less of a person. So now I've read this book. Mackenzie and Matt have listened slash read the book. We listen to it every night. You listen to it every night. And then Taylor, my husband, is now reading the book. And so we're now like our mom has read it. So we now have this whole. cousin's starting it. Oh, she. Yeah. So we have like this whole text chain that's dedicated to like you know, insulting the other one's spouse via dragon color. <laughs> so it's getting very, 
heated and kind of nerdy around here. So please read the book and then join us. And if you're feeling and honestly, like Google, we it. can all agree that Sage is an orange. Um, Fuck off with that. <laughs> so, me, I'm a blue personally. And I think there's no debate in that. Vicious. I'm vicious. So this is Mackenzie's birthday episode. Happy so, birthday to me. I have reluctantly agreed to let her talk about fourth wing as much can as we talk about wants. something else sure it's your episode. you do whatever you want i love that for me okay so ne- uh, not next week but this week congratulations to me i turned 33 is that all so i'm 35 okay right is that all <laughs> okay listen here when i turned 22 first of all taylor swift had released red the year prior which we all know 22 was on that album because she is also a Sagittarius. Love that for her. Anyways, I shook so hard. Like I danced so hard to 22 when I turned 22 that champagne came back through my nose. (laughs) So I'm too old to be doing that now. But the story goes like this. This has not related to the 22 thing. But I turned 22. My friend and I went out for sake. Mm. We drank several bottles of sake. (laughs) And then I got my nose pierced. So that's been in my face for 11 years because I said, and I quote, let's go do something reckless. So this year, I feel like because, you know, 11's a lucky number and it's been 11 years, maybe I should go do something reckless on my 33rd birthday, like get a tattoo. Oh, cool. And I'm trying to rope my husband and my sister-in-law into the madness. (laughs) Wow. So where would you do you have any idea of like what you'd get or where I think a zinnia for Uh my grandfather um on your butt cheek or on my butt cheek (laughs) on your neck on your cheek (laughs) no I don't know where I'd get it maybe like right here on my arm oh yeah just so mom can see it love you mom although she told me Cody's tattoos were like phenomenal which was shocking to me because no did she really use the word from phenomenal Anyone who knows us knows that it's incredibly taboo, according to our mother, to get tattoos. She's very extreme about piercings and tattoos and drugs and alcohol. She's just really When like, she saw my nose ring, she asked when I had defiled my body. Yeah. So. <laughs> defiled my body as a tiny little like hole. Yeah. <laughs> when I pierced my nose and I got out of the car, she turned around and wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> Which was awkward because I was like at her house for the weekend. Stable. So. Stable is the word I would use to describe yes. it. So all Anyways. that to say, yay, Kenzie's birthday episode. So fun. Maybe we'll put a poll in to see if I should get a tattoo on my 33rd birthday for something reckless. That is so fun. And maybe one of the fans can vote on what it is or what it says. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, guys. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm such an not. advocate for you all. You don't even know. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a dragon. Are you wearing the t shirt that I bought and gave you? Because it's so small. <laughs> yeah. It fits me perfectly. I wonder if it fit me now. Probably not. I'm still dreaming. <laughs> Good time. You can't you can't have it back. We'll see. No. So anyways, today's episode. Oh, welcome to the Salty Sisters. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Sage. And we're your hostesses with the mostesses. Thank you so much for being here. So sorry for you. Today, 
we we actually are going to talk about something. We're not going to just talk out of our asses the whole time about fourth wing. <laughs> so we're coming up on the end of 2023 and it's been a hell of a year. We're going to do like a year end wrap next episode. So definitely stay tuned for that. It's going to be super fun. We might be able to drag our husbands in a little bit so that, you know, could be cool. We get some sanity on this podcast. Uh, no, but. So we're on the brink of a new year, and one of the biggest things that I know- We are cresting that new year. (laughs) Weird word. (laughs) So we're peeking up on the new year here, and with that in mind, I think one of the things I know I'm feeling, and I think Kenzie as well, is just the fact that like everything is so crazy expensive right now. Inflation is still- I paid $7 for a bunch of cilantro. What? Seven and it was already like like I couldn't even use it in a day because it had already wilted. Why'd you buy it? I needed it for recipe. Oh my god, (laughs) it's very crazy. Um, if if I was in your position, I would have pivoted my whole meal (laughs) based on that crazy fucking thing you just said. (laughs) I should have. I really should have. So, anyways, with inflation still pretty much spiraling out of control we wanted to talk about one of the ways to try and make more money in the next year and we're not Mm -hmm. sure why we're the ones talking about this but it's important and I think it's definitely worth thinking about well I think we're talking about it because it's on both of our minds and I think a lot of people probably feel like they they want to make more money but don't know where to start yeah I'm sorry, I'm sweating because of my long COVID. (laughs) Anyways, while Sage is um, out, let me just tell you. Are you talking about fourth wing? No. (laughs) Freaking McKinsey. What were you going to say? I'm not going to say anything. It's your birthday episode. Say whatever you want. Are you wearing my husband's (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt? Do you want to show him? No. It's awesome. It says, go sports, do the things. <laughs> this shirt is hella cute on me. Every time in Denver, we had piles of clothes to donate to like uh, the op shop or Goodwill. Sage would come over and just pillage Matt's and take all of his t-shirts. <laughs> also, Matt is like how tall? Um, He's like six, six foot. He's six foot. I'm 5'2 on my best day. <laughs> so, like, You are not 5'2. I'm not? What am I? Five six? Fuck's sake. Yes. I'm five four. You're two inches taller than me. (laughs) Long COVID. Um, I'm five six on a on my best day. So So one way to save money is uh borrow (laughs) steal clothes from others. That's a solid choice. (laughs) I was just gonna say his stuff is a little big on me, but I love it anyways, regardless. The downside is that you sometimes have to be in close proximity in order to steal clothes from people. I'm, so. I need to re-up. Okay, so talking about <laughs> ways to make more money in 2024, what did you say? Uh, so this year, I asked for a raise in my role. Okay. Should we just jump right in? Let's yeah. Let's just jump right into this. So I'm a senior member of the team I work on, and- I found out that my income was not as competitive as I thought it was. So I took that information and I took it to my manager and I said, this is what I found out. This is what my income is. This is where I believe it should be based on 
uh, market value, what I bring to the company. And I, I made this case for myself and I basically listed out like the years of service I provided to the company, Australia specific goals that I've hit in Australia specific services I had provided, such as education, launching new technology, bringing up younger clinicals underneath me to so that they could be signed off faster. Like I just laid it all out, like everything I had done that was beyond what my job description asked for. So he said, okay, he wrote all that down. He took it to HR and our upper management, the upper echelons. And they came back and basically said, look, we, we understand that like you're feeling like you're not paid enough, but you're paid in the middle tier for a senior in in your role and we think that's acceptable and that's where we've left it my my manager said like at the end of the year we'll get you know our merit increases and because both of the teams i've served on this year in australia have exceeded their goals uh, you know my merit increase should be to its maximum leverage and and then i got in the mail a piece of paper from my corporate overlords and it was from the US and it basically was my 401k just like checking in on my 401k to show me how much money I have in it and it said if you're born between this year and this year so I'm born 1990 so I was on the end of this this like bracket it was like your projected retirement like the earliest retirement would be 2048 holy shit 2048 like fuck that shit seriously the combination of these two things have me thinking like very much how can I work for myself how can I do a side hustle that supports my financial needs and goals Mm -hmm. without like draining my energy yeah I mean you did a really hard thing and Mm -hmm. I think that that's I know that you were met with rejection, essentially, which really sucks because I believe you deserve a lot more and I believe you deserved the raise you asked for. But I think the truth is, especially as women, more often than not, that is the response that we are met with when we stick our necks out. But I think the really important thing is that you did. And it was really hard. Like it was it took a lot of courage for me to approach the subject and getting that response was it was really hard not to completely disengage Mm -hmm. I really fight the urge to like go above and beyond and act my wage like it's it's really hard it's really hard for me to be like okay well I don't feel like a valued member of this team Mm -hmm. and I still have to perform at a level that like a lot of people frankly aren't asked to perform at Right. But that's also kind of on me because I I have performed at that level regardless of my income and I and they expect it. <laughs> yeah, and but you also I think that growing up we were like we had this like kind of lie ingrained in us about if you work hard enough, you will reap the rewards of that work. And I think that that is a very slippery slope because especially as a female, that shit just is not true. You like I can speak from experience as well in terms of like 
when I was a assistant brewer, I worked the hardest I think I ever have in my life. And guess what? I was still the one that was laid off. Right. Like women are always the first to go. You can have a million reasons for it. You can have a million excuses for it, but we're always the first and it's bullshit. You know, I think you and I specifically growing up the way we did in a retail environment, we were just, you know, in a small business environment, we were taught that, yeah, if you work hard enough, it's just going to come to you, you know, and people are going to honor that and they're going to see that. That has not been my experience. (laughs) Has that been your experience? You know, like, no, no, I don't think so. And one thing that really rubbed me the wrong way in this conversation was basically the management telling me that they want to make sure that people aren't overpaid. Mm-hmm. But like basically their goal is to have a a fleet of workers that are just paid. They're not really well paid and they're not underpaid. They're just paid. And like, honestly, the cheaper they can get them, the better. Pay your fucking employees. Right. <laughs> I just... Well, I mean, that's that is a really important thing. The cost of living right now globally is unhinged. It is so hard for everyone right now to make a living. You know, yeah. it it just with inflation, it's like this is like unprecedented times, right? Like our parents didn't go through this kind of Mm-mm. inflation you know like it's just everything is so expensive and the job market just does not reflect what's going on well the truth is like these companies are making more money than they ever have yeah and that increase only is is felt by the upper people mm-hmm. you know in the c-suite it's it's not felt by the the people who are actually putting in the labor Mm-hmm. And my husband's a big advocate for the fact that like your labor is your number one like weapon, like what you own and where you choose to put your labor is, is, should be a very conscious decision. You know, like workers' rights are very important. Labor rights are very important. And your time as an employee is what you can control. So, I mean, all that to say though, like I do believe that If you are in a position to ask for a raise, I think that now is the time to do it. And I think the way that McKinsey has done it repeatedly is the best way to go about it. She always does a lot of research. She puts together a very well thought out presentation and she delivers it in in a very professional manner that is clear and concise. Like, there's never any question from her, you know, the people she's asking for a raise from, like, what she's really after. (laughs) And I think that's really important coming from my experience as a small business owner. I had so many employees come to me asking for a raise, and it was just like, wow, like, where the fuck did they even come from, right? Like, you just, you don't even, like, it's just like that day they got, like, a huge bill and they couldn't pay it, and so they decided to just come at you for a raise because they couldn't handle their own finances. And that is not an appropriate way to ask for a raise, right? Like maybe picking up an extra shift first, maybe trying to work 40 hours a week. You know, if you're in like an hourly paid job, working 40 hours a week and maxing out your your weekly income is is a much better option than asking for a raise when you only work 25 hours. So one thing I learned very early in my career, thanks to the man who trained me is every 
single thing you do to increase money for a business. So let's say you have a sales call or we could take it to the coffee shop. Okay. So let's say that you have an employee who asks people if they want a cinnamon roll with their, with their coffee and your cinnamon roll sales have gone up 200%. If I was that employee, I would write that shit down. Mm -hmm. And I keep a tally in my notebook of everything I've done and the amount that it has equated for the company. Yeah. Then I take that information and I take it to management. Yeah. That is incredibly powerful. And that's the way you should do it, you know, or even going to leadership and asking, hey, where are some of the gaps in our sales? What are some of the things we can work on? You know, what can we do to try to boost sales? And taking that conversation seriously into heart and doing your own research and then executing a plan. And if you see revenue from that, then at that point, you write it down. And you go back and you say, this is the amount of revenue, you know, executing this idea brought you. Yeah. At that point, you absolutely deserve a raise. Yeah, I agree. Now, I do think it's the company's responsibility to pace merit increases or whatever you want to call it, the yearly increase with inflation. Mm -hmm. Because if you do not receive an inflation matched increase in your salary, you are losing money working for that company. Right. There is also a strategy of changing jobs every two years, changing companies every two years will ultimately make you much more money. Like the the statistic I think is that if you do not change career, change companies, like every two to five years, you lose 50% of your income Mm -hmm. over time. Yeah. That's pretty serious. Like if you're in a corporate role and they want to keep you. Right. I mean, and that's that's definitely, you know, something too worth mentioning that I know you and I've had conversations about when so you do your research, you put together your presentation, you professionally ask for a raise, management comes back to you, they say no. At that point, you do have options. It's not the end of, you know, it's not like, okay, I just have to accept this. That's bullshit. You have every single right to keep asking, keep asking, keep performing, keep showing that you absolutely have earned that raise. And you also have the right to get a counter offer, to go to another company and say, this is what I can do. This is what I have done. I have a track record and get yourself a new fucking job with a company yeah. that's going to actually respect you and value your time. <laughs> You know, like that's also on the table, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's interesting because obviously my visa is sponsored, but I don't think they have my number quite the way they think they do. It's kind of an interesting little caveat to to this whole scenario. But that aside, there's a few things you can do, I think, to increase your income beyond just getting more money at work. One of them we're trying out is obviously like a passion project. So Sage and I are attempting to, in 2024 anyways, like really focus in on the podcast, put some more love into it, see what we can make of it. Yeah. Currently, this side hustle has made us negative dollars, (laughs) (laughs) but we love it. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing about, you know, you can start a side hustle. And I think the biggest thing is understanding that Side hustles are are exactly that. They are labors of love and they take time. 
and they take consistency to actually build an audience, to build your side hustle up so that it can start to make you money. So it's not just like a, you know, an overnight, like I'm going to be an influencer and the next, you know, I went from zero to, (laughs) you know, a hundred thousand followers overnight. Like it just doesn't happen like that. No, it takes a lot of work. And I think the biggest thing is just recognizing, like, I think McKinsey and I were just finally both came to a point where we were like, we need to do this for ourselves and we need to bet on ourselves because we're really the only ones who are ever going to value ourselves the way we should. Yeah. And so that's like the basis of what we're doing. But it does. It takes time. Well, wouldn't you rather every dollar you make be a dollar you get to allocate? Yeah. (laughs) I've always felt like that. (laughs) Instead of, you know, you make a dollar for a company, you get paid like half a penny on it, maybe. Yeah. And then I think, you know, starting a side hustle is a great idea, but you do want to make sure that it's not going to end up costing you like a ton of money up yeah, front but like you want to make sure it's like all... reasonable overhead yeah. getting in you know and you want to make sure that you can take small steps consistently towards your goal before you're like spending thousands of dollars on this you know next venture or side hustle whatever you want to call it right there are a couple of side hustles though that you could do um just purely to get cash flow one of those which is very like our cousin does this and i think it's really a a marketplace that needs people that is pet sitting or pet walking or watching, you know, cause I don't know that cats are walked all that much, but if you have the time, like, let's say you work from home and you have the time to like take a dog on a walk, that's like probably 50 bucks or more, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you get outside, you get some exercise, you get to interact with a furry creature, which is fun. That's one I think that is very viable for people who are able-bodied and have the time definitely yeah also like Um, seasonal driving for like delivery companies at least here in the states i know right now like that's actually a very viable option as well if you have like a reliable vehicle just for like a month or two it's it can actually be really good money as well uh proofreading is one i keep seeing like you can just do a couple hours of proofreading a night if you're a wizard that. with the a wizard with the words. I think another way to increase your income, um, at least in my kind of field of work right now. So I'm a freelance graphic designer. I do like branding identities, illustration, all that kind of stuff. And I think the biggest thing is just staying on top of my rates, like my hourly rates, my package rates, right? Like making sure that I'm earning enough per hour that's really important and it just keeps like going up and up and up every few months because inflation's been crazy right like I'm just trying to keep up with it um but also just making sure that I'm investing in myself and so like buying you know courses and making sure that I'm you know doing readings and courses and trying to stay up on like the tool set that I have so that I can be the best possible version of my business that is going to help me make exponentially more money so that's just something to think about too depending what line of work you're in what else oh okay you want to talk about budget what about the budget well I think that's like another really practical way to just (laughs) no I don't want to talk about budgeting (laughs) (laughs) who wants to talk about budgeting but I do think this next year I think that could be a really important tool for people especially if they've never really fully utilized it just tracking your expenses that could be really helpful And 
maybe it'll, you know, be insightful into like things you can do to cut back a little bit, not spend as much, you know, like maybe you don't realize how much you're actually eating out. Eating out right now is crazy. And if you're doing it on a regular basis, I don't think that's wise. <laughs> like it's just so expensive. We eat out like maybe every three months, like no joke. And it's a really special occasion when we do. And every time we've gone, I feel like it's exponentially more expensive. And we're just like, holy shit. Like, did we just pay $25 for a cocktail? Like, we can never do this again. You know, like, it's just, it's so expensive right now. So just trying to track your expenses. I think that could be really, really helpful. And, you know, like batch planning your meals for the week, right? Like having a really good plan in advance, going to the store once a week, buying your ingredients, cooking, eating your actual leftovers. That can really help you save a little bit of money. Yeah. It's not super glamorous, but it does help save save some money. One thing I've been sort of like playing around with is I feel like specific cuts of meat are very, very expensive right now, but tofu is always relatively cheap so we work tofu into our diet like once or twice a week and it's actually really good and chicken legs are mm. often much cheaper so I've been like looking at a bunch of different options to cook up legs because I don't really love them but I think if they were cooked differently like yeah like kind of I experimenting with ingredients and it's a good time to have like a couple of vegetarian meals, you know, clued into your diet just because everything is crazy right now. And I don't know, a lot of us just have to pivot constantly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal out there, you guys. Yeah. But I mean, that being said, I don't feel like it's like, you know, I, I do. I think Taylor and I really struggle with like scarcity mindset and we can very yeah. easily like fall into that and be like, oh, like we can't ever go out and do stuff or, you know, we can't travel or go on this trip and I think that that's a really negative mindset to get into and I don't think that's the point I think the point is just like tracking your shit so you know what's going on just educate yourself so you you know and it's intentional spending mm -hmm. like there's there's such a consumerist mindset that we all have been raised with that we just buy 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 but when you stop to think about like why why am I buying this right Oftentimes, you don't end up buying it because you're like, oh, I, I don't really need that. Yeah, exactly. It's a good time to to do that. Really intentional yeah. spending and, you know, saving a little bit and chunking it away into investments. is it's This is a good time to do it. You should be doing that, honestly. We are on our last month of our budget. And I think what I'm going to do is like a budget wrap, like a Spotify wrap. And we have like four years of data. So I guess I could compare it over time. That's Who wouldn't love to see that? <laughs> Anyone who's not a nerd, I guess. I don't know. What are you talking about? That's that's important. No, it is. It's good. It's it's funny. I was actually thinking of doing the same thing. We have a lot Do of it. data as well. Yeah. You got to love that data. We it's love the important. data. We love the data. Data is great. Anyways, I think it's a real struggle to, like, commit to a side hustle. Mm -hmm. That's what I struggle with. It's like, oh, my God, I don't have the willpower. <laughs> but I think I do. You do. You've shown me that you do. Right? I mean, this was yeah, just like, a, like we kind of just started like the show as, like, oh, we might have some things to say. Let's see what happens. But really, it's turned into, like, something that's 
like people actually listen and they care and it's meaningful for them and it's meaningful for us you know like we do actually have some shit we need to say and we have like an important perspective that needs to be shared you know Sage and I are also debating starting an online store because we're quite clever with the words. You can quote us on that. We're quite clever. You can, you can quote us on that. We're actually quite clever. And so we're starting an online shop with merch because we both need creative outlets and we, we want to be able to grow this podcast for you all. Definitely. That's it right there. Oh my God. I would love to hear like from people who successfully asked for a raise and got one that would be great Mm, right is it hard to find like the competitive data you need to know like what you should be making no no interesting I do think that's helpful like people being more transparent about what they make I mean that's a huge thing in my industry as well is it's really helpful to know what you charge clients you know for certain projects or hourly whatever so that you're not just like completely pulling it out of your ass and like trying to just make it work you know it's that kind of transparency is really helpful and it can save you a lot of heartache I think as well yeah it saves you a lot of heartache and also like helps you understand your own value like I think it's really hard to say like my time is worth x dollars per hour I don't know when I was a when I ran the salon it's back in my youth I ran a salon and (laughs) All of the hairdressers there were booth renters, which meant like they rent out the spot and charge whatever they want. And that was something they always struggled with is like how much to charge for a haircut. Because like you could have one of them who charges $30, one of them who charges $200, but the woman who charged $200 had invested into herself, had multiple special trainings done. You know, it was interesting to see the the divide. Hmm. That's so crazy. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the biggest thing is that the last few years have been really tough. Like there has been a huge economic squeeze, Um, definitely here in the States. I won't speak for Australia, but I know, you know, that it's been felt across the world. And it's just it's so hard to stand up for yourself and 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 to keep saying, like, I need more. I deserve more. I need more. I deserve more. Like, it's that's a really hard thing to do. So for anyone going through that, like, we totally see you, you know, keep going, keep asking. And also just know, like, we we fully support you finding somewhere where you are fully valued for what you do. That yeah. is why I work for myself, because I fully value myself. But, <laughs> you know, I want that for everybody. Okay, flex. Jeez. Well, it took me a long time to get to this point, you know. And it's, yeah, it's I'm not saying that working in corp the corporate world is like the worst. No, like it it provides a level of stability. I think a lot of people want, and it makes you feel good to have that stability. But there becomes like a tipping point. I think. Yeah, definitely. And all I think we are here to do today is maybe just give you a few tools for when you're at that tipping point. Yeah, you need like a little bit extra support. That can be us. Do we have some? unpopular opinions today do we oh we do my unpopular opinion today is that the day in a life instagram reel or tiktok is insanely fake like who has that much time before you even go to work for example (laughs) how good of a market is tiktok anyways that's something i'm really struggling with like 
it seems like just like an over such an oversaturated market like you spend an hour of your day making a tiktok video and i just like what what is that even what end yeah to what what end end like what is that bringing you i don't know is that bringing your brand i just i really to me tiktok is very like it's very lost on me and i just if i open the app i like close it really quick it like scares me so yeah i don't know i we need like a tiktok expert in our life because this is it's hard i don't get it Well, people like really make good money on tiktok but just i don't know how like it's a lot of it first of all it's a lot of exposure into your life that is a little bit cringe in my opinion yeah but the day the day in the life thing like get ready with me i want to do one as like a realistic like medical device rep like day in the life (laughs) and it's just like me running around like a fucking lunatic sure (laughs) yeah i get it but i just it's crazy to me that people film these things and like they fake film themselves waking up (laughs) (laughs) so weird like babe i'm gonna pretend to be asleep will you come film me really quick (laughs) yes and then they're like stretch it no one wakes up like that yeah I'm a like nightmare when I wake up. Like, you don't want me sick. to film that shit. First <laughs> Half of the all, time I, like, trip and, like, hit something. Well, Sage sleeps like a burrito. <laughs> like, she's sort of this, like, big pile of blankets. You don't know where her head is, but her feet are always sticking out. <laughs> and all of a sudden she starts, like, thrashing. Me, I wake up like an angel. Angel baby. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It's my birthday. Don't be mean to me. <laughs> okay. My unpopular opinion today is Christmas themed. So Christmas here. I strongly dislike the white elephant gift exchange. Mm -hmm. And I choose to not participate like straight up. I don't need whatever you have for me in that pile. (laughs) And you certainly don't want whatever I'm going to bring. Like, let me just tell you right now, like I have like, a smoke detector you know that i could like wrap up and take and that's about it you know so who it's wants really shit? just a re-gifting experience when you white elephant it is and any of the good stuff gets like taken and it just gets really aggressive so although we know. did one with matt's family like a couple years ago and everyone was very thoughtful in their gifts oh that's good so it was actually really good I just am realizing I've always been a little bit intoxicated for a white elephant and I'm not choosing to do one now so okay well that's that that's my hot take that's your personal choice speaking of the holidays like the morning after one I like woke up with a bunch of candles and I was like what the fuck where did I get all these candles like I don't want these so this is one example of why not to participate you are not a candle girly you are nope I put them in the trash Oh. In a tra- that's a waste of a candle. <laughs> what else was I going to do with it? What were you asking? I was, I was going to ask if you're making Christmas cookies. Next weekend when COVID passes us. Mm. It's a big thing for Asher. So Can I just say our grandma, who I love and respect, makes maybe the most intense Christmas cookie. It's called the Snowball. Oh. And it... <laughs> <laughs> If I were to describe this cookie, I think I would describe it as a sand ball <laughs> covered in powdered sugar. It's sort very of very ex- dry. It sort of does a full explosion in your mouth and you need like a, a bucket of coffee to like try to get it to de-cement and go down. 
and she just i love her to death but those are oh those are tough they're dry i think they're supposed to have butter in them the original that would be it she loves to cut out fat, I think she cut the butter sugar <laughs> and so it's now just water and flour like some Ugh. pecans or something yeah i think there are pecans like whole pecans i think i'm just gonna say i'm allergic to pecans from now on anyways i love that i mean the on the other hand she makes what is called kringle and it's basically flour sugar and cream cheese baked together in this like masterpiece of a dough topped with icing oh my god you know what would be you know what's gonna be fun I will pull our great-grandmother's Kringle recipe and I'll post it to the Instagram so that the saltines can make themselves a batch if they feel so inclined. Please be advised. It makes a double batch. But it's hella delicious. So we'll it's post that for so you guys. so fucking worth it. And you can participate with us. And maybe we'll do like and- an IG live when I make my batch. Oh, do that. We'll see. Do that. Film yourself making it. Cute. I'll have to wash this t-shirt so it's ready. <laughs> God, I hope you can work that into your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I don't think you've said fuck even once today. Thank you very much. Happy birthday, Terry. <laughs> oh my God. Yesterday was her birthday. How do I know that? She's a Sagittarius. <laughs> yeah, y'all are a different breed for sure. Okay. You can always tell a Sag because we'll just let, go ahead and let you know that's what we are. Game recognizes game. Very nice. Cool. Well, I think that's all we have for you all. Okay, well, have a have the Christmas you deserve. <laughs> have the birthday you deserve. <laughs> Thank you, I will. Okay, cool. All right. Love you all. Bye. Love you, okay. Bye. Bye.